down Just that road. Just say yes, bro. nod your head. Keep on pushing. <sighs> keep on pushing. This young man rolling, so we just gonna keep going. That's right. Welcome to the great journey where we discuss having. I don't even know what I'm talking about. But this is the great journey. I'm the one holiday season. You're here for a reason. And today we are here with my man Floyd. I like that rhyme a lot. Hey, I've been working on it. That joint's cold. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, How you doing, brother? Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. It's Wednesday. Yeah. And I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm, I said I'm not gonna lie to you twice. I'm not gonna lie to the rest of this podcast. But I'm pretty hyped. Mainly because Wednesday's done and Thursday's like my favorite day of the week for real, for real. Mm, so yeah, almost Friday vibes. Honestly, it's, it's really like uh, Christmas Eve to me because like, I get to be here, get to wake up tomorrow, know it's Thursday, uh -huh. and literally to your point, Thursday is literally Friday Junior, so I'm like, it's basically Friday, and <laughs> from there, everything's just going to just kind of roll downhill, and you know, I can't wait to pick up that momentum, though. I'm pretty hyped. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I'm glad you came. Tell me a little bit, or I know a lot, but tell them just a little bit about your story, not even your story, what do you do for work? Well, start there. I'll definitely go, what, I guess top-down breaking it up yeah currently I pretty much came here straight off of work um, like I said I'm a vessel operations analyst right now mm -hmm. uh, I work for this company Oni. not trying to put them out there but if anybody's got I guess shipments that they need go and look them up but essentially what I do is coordinate the schedules for all of the vessels that run across the Pacific South so really anything that's touching Los Angeles really Oakland Vancouver Prince Rupert, I believe, as well, and then it just wraps all the way back to Asia, where it's going to touch, you know, China, Japan, Taiwan, India, and slowly it comes back around. So all I'm doing is making sure that the schedule is right. If there's any delays for anything, you know, I downshift the vessels, try to make sure that just, I don't know, the ships aren't sinking, no pun intended. And it's pretty chill. I'm not going to lie. I enjoy it because I'm a pretty science-oriented guy, but I don't know. It's a nice contrast to, I guess, my creative side in, like, the real world because I'm very chatty, very talkative, just random ideas coming out of my head but then for my day job it's almost kind of like a peter parker spider-man kind of thing where like what i do during the day is completely different from what i do in my free time mm -hmm. but they kind of balance each other out so you're you're a great it. segue kind of guy because we're going to get right into it what is the creative side of you like if people didn't know who floyd was and you had a chance to introduce yourself how would you describe what you do qualitatively to not be completely tangible I would say it's always just creativity I know a lot of it simply from just being a big comics fan it's kind of like why well, I always have like a graphic tee of comics and stuff on my shirt and you know anime all that kinds of things but in terms of the actual tangible the creative side really comes into what I set up here the jump rope man um honestly jump rope is kind of like my biggest thing I think at this point I've been doing it for almost seven years. I'd probably say like 6.8 years if you were to okay. try to be exact. There, but there's the scientific side breaking. Yeah. Jump rope is, <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to say it without sounding like it's simple, but jump rope is life. And it's just so much fun. Yeah. I've I really learned a lot out of it. And I think my body's even gotten a lot out of it, not only mentally, but like physically as well. I went from being 228 in college when I first got into it, taking like a semester off to now being really at a set weight of like 170 at the lowest, but really I'd say like 180. And it's kind of weird because, you know, I don't really diet very heavily. Um, kind of just got into it out of fun. That's a whole other story I can tell you. Yeah, like said, but you're going to get there. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting. I just don't really live, I think, the life that most people would think when they see me. They go, oh, you're really in shape. You're really healthy. And... What I think it really comes down to is like when I jump rope, it's two handles with the, obviously the rope in between, but 
with the things that I ended up figuring out how to do with it from like learning from other people, my body just kind of really like cut up. I felt like my reflexes got a lot faster, my endurance went up. And then from there, it's really just like something that I do as a either de-stressor, a way to try and just be creative, figure out new tricks. And it's nuts because most people do ask, what do you do, what do you do, what's your regimen? And I'm like, I eat french fries every day, eggs, you like uh, chicken tenders. Have you ever seen I Am Athlete or heard of Chad Johnson? Yeah. And he's like, yo, I just love McDonald's. I would probably say the equivalent to that is anywhere that sells fries and every single stir fry or hibachi spot you have around. Like, I just All right, give me uh, your top five fries before we start getting into it. All right, since we're local in the Richmond area, I'm going to throw out Burger Works off the rip. They're all the way up there on Broad Street up there in uh, the like Innsbruck-ish area. Okay. I had a friend that used to eat burgers there all the time and I never really got the burgers, but once I got fries there, they did this thing with like sriracha seasoning to die for. I get them every Sunday whenever we watch football and sometimes I'll just get the seasoning just to add on other stuff. Cause like I've tried to find other sriracha seasonings. Doesn't really work, so I just get theirs. But outside of that, going chain-wise, yeah. a lot of people go McDonald's is number one, and I think they're just a very classic fry. Like, I'm not saying that they're not good. They are very good, but you can get them anywhere. Outside of that, I would arguably say that you can give five guys maybe a spot, even though they're not a fast, fast food with a drive-thru mm. kind of thing. That's a, that's a, that's a rare answer. I really? Think, I think five guys is not necessarily put in that top five. I've, had, I've heard a lot of people say that Five Guys is too flimsy. That's the French fry aficionado here. Come on now. You Let's have to say, cook them crispy. And I, I oh, okay. Articulate. Okay. When I tell them this, whenever I go to like the BCU joint, I'll be like, I'm gonna get a large fry, Cajun. And they go, all right, thank you. I go, cook them crispy. I like that. And then they kind of look at me funny. I'm like, I, I just really like you know, my fries cooked. Yeah. Like, I got you. That's, That's so smart. smart. No. I'm gonna do that. I've never done that. That's yeah. Okay. I will you say put me on. Outside of that, I don't think you can really go wrong. I think Chick Fil A is gonna sit up there in the top five just because you don't find waffle fries everywhere, yep. and they're never really like poorly done. Outside of that, in my personal opinion, grew up on this when I was in North Carolina. They put one up here, probably in high school. Bojangles fries, amazing, uh, amazing. Yep. And then shoot, I got two more to fill in the slot. I will say maybe not now, but when they first did the sea salt Wendy's, yes, it hits. And I'm these fries. I stand on. They're not good cold, but at lukewarm to hot. Ah, out of this world. world. Huh? I'm not gonna lie to you. And then, <laughs> gee, like, those are the places that I really get my fries from regularly. So it's hard to say outside of that. But yeah, honestly, I'd probably say from when I've uh, had them before, whatever. Yeah, that. Really good fries. I like whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everything okay. else is gonna be some actual yeah. restaurant, but yeah, yeah. yeah them joints. Hey, it's carbs, and I think with all the jump rope and the calories I burn, yeah, it's pretty much what probably keeps me at an even point. Like everything that I put on, I literally used to burn off while jumping rope. So I think that's where the potatoes come into play. I don't know. Maybe I'm Irish in a past life. Who knows? <laughs> so potatoes. from you said you was like at the highest, like 228, and now you're kind of at a standing weight of 180. How'd you get to where that was, and what made you think of, hey, I need to make a change? Like, I'm not gonna cap, man. I'm not gonna cap at all. So to say it very simply, and not to talk too quick about it or too long about it, I was always considerably the bigger friend in a lot of my friend groups, and like I said, I don't really think I ever had any body image issues, but 
all my friends were track stars. They were wide receivers. They were tennis players, baseball players, you name it. And like, I used to just always want to be able to keep up with them. Like, and don't get me wrong, I would go out there and do all the workouts with them, even on the weekends in high school we were hanging out. And like, I would be the one gas. Like, I know one time we went to do Ding Dong Ditch, and I kid you not, I didn't ring the doorbell. They let me get like a lead start. And then as we're running, I see both of them just hawk me down, and I'm just like, <laughs> so. In college, essentially, I kind of just wanted to find a way to get active again since I wasn't doing sports anymore and I wasn't playing anything in college besides IM. So when I took a semester off, you know, with my name being Floyd, I ended up seeing a video of Floyd Mayweather jumping rope. And I still remember it to this day. You can look up Floyd Mayweather jumping rope. It's him with this like yellow PVC rope. And he was going stupid. And I was just kind of like, that looks really dope. Like, Thinking back, I had really been into jump in when I was a kid. That's what a lot of people ask me about whenever they see me jumping rope with like Corbin Blue. And like, I was like, you know what? Maybe it is time to like try and get back into something that gives me like a drive. So I said, we're going to test out jump rope, see how it goes. And so from there, pretty much, I was just going to community college here in our area, worked a job and only had like maybe like four or five shifts. So I had a lot of free time. And I just said, you know what? I'm going to start seeing how good I can get a jump rope with just like basic skips. It got very repetitive very quick, but I did enjoy the fact that, you know, whenever I had my music, I kind of had something that I could keep a tempo to. So from there, I ended up finding these guys on YouTube. They're called the Jump Rope Dudes. I think if you look them up now, they're the official Jump Rope Dudes. But to the point, there were two guys, um, Dan Whitmer and Brandon Epstein. And shout out to those guys because I kid you not, that whole semester off, I ended up just watching their videos nonstop, almost the way some people would probably binge TV. Yeah. Because I started seeing that like there's a lot more that I could learn to get to that same point of that Floyd Mayweather video. So a lot of it was side swipes or crisscrosses and maybe even a little bit of EB action, but uh, double unders. Everybody loves the classic double unders mm -hmm. for training. But either way, I got pretty solid at the tricks and I just kept doing the nonstop over the summer. I ended up going back to school that year for my senior year and like I said, it was fun to go back to college, but I did realize that like everybody wanted me to hang out, party and all that, but like I really felt drawn to like keep jumping rope. So what I used to do was jump rope with my friends while they were all hanging out and talking while we were at our fraternity house, and they would always just kind of like stop me. So eventually I just got to a point where like I would jump rope early in the morning when you know nobody was up yet, or I would just go find ways to get away and work on it. And then I would say it ultimately sparked off or like the real catalyst for me getting into the, all the tricks and crazy stuff was I ended up going on a trip to uh, LA for spring break. And so while I was out there, we were out at Santa Monica Boulevard, um, you know, just jumping rope out there at Muscle Beach and things like that. And on the way out, with the friends that I went out there with, they were all vlogging this and I tried to find the video, but Dan and Brandon were actually out there apparently shooting content. And so they were going by on these bird scooters, you know, just, yeah. and they like, I'd say almost hit me, like they were off by like an inch, but enough for me to like move out the way, like, oh my gosh. And so they stopped. Yeah. And they were like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm so sorry. And then they kept going because I presumed they had somewhere to go. Right. The second they stopped and looked at me, I, I, I knew immediately. And I'll never forget it because I was just like, oh my gosh, you guys are the jump rope dudes. And so like my two friends were kind of like looking at me like out of context yelling. What yeah. is he talking about? I know he's loud, but what's going on? And I remember I left them immediately. I just started sprinting after them on these bird scooters. Right. So I finally caught up to them, stopped them, and they're like, what's going on, what's going on? And I'm like, dude, you don't understand. Like, I, I'm talking verbatim the same speed. I said, you guys are so cool. I've been following you up from Richmond, Virginia, and I took a semester off, and so I just really wanted to get in the jump rope and I saw this video of Floyd Mayweather, and I was just like, oh my gosh, you guys have so many tutorials. And so they were just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, 
what are you saying here? And I was like, long story short, I'm from Virginia. I really like your jump rope videos and I've gotten good at jump rope from it. So I pull out my phone, I'm like showing them a couple of them and then they're just like, whoa, whoa, dude, like you're actually really good at this. Like I, I think, you know, you should, you should post and share with people. Like you pretty much done what we set out to do. You've gotten in the jump rope. It's a really good and helpful thing for you. So why don't you share that with the people in your area? Because I was just really saying that, you know, I'm from the other side of the country. There's not a lot of people in Virginia that jump rope. And so from there, I just started deciding to post videos. And I, I would say, you know, along with that, people would always ask me, like, oh, Floyd, you're so much slimmer than you were in high school. Or, oh my gosh, I didn't even recognize you. And yeah. I used to always just say, it's the jump rope. And I feel like between the amalgamation of having everybody tell me about how much they didn't recognize me or, you know, how in shape I was thinking about the lineman that I used to be with the exact point that they were like, you should share this and post this. I just kind of got more driven internally to want to like share videos. And it's honestly been weird just because of the fact that I have to now figure out how to make tutorials or, you know, things like that. And it's really been a fun journey, but yeah, like from that, I don't know. I think at this point now, I just kind of always have an urge. I hear a song, I'll see a video, um, really anything. Yeah. I just, there's always a thing every day that makes me want to jump rope. And I guess, Keeps me slim. Man, I don't know. I feel like I'll probably be in good shape for a long time. I'm sticking with it. So. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. You can come on through, man. Yeah. yeah you're good. How you doing? You're good, you're man. Right. I like the suit. Yeah, hey, clean. clean. I'm saying. I appreciate it, man. I got to go speak with some college students, so I got to look the part. I, I'm not going to yeah. lie. I got to go with yeah, you, too. Man. Good luck on the speech. I know you're going to kill it. Thank you. He's so clean. Yeah. I would got it. I need suits like that. I'm not going to lie to you. To the point of jump rope, I will probably be jumping rope at my wedding in my suit. That's the only time I think I'll do it because I've thought about it now. I don't want to rip the suit, so I'm like, oh, I'll leave it alone, but yeah. Oh, man, I'm listening to the story, right? And I'm just thinking, we were having the discussion of life main character syndrome, MC syndrome, or even life's a game, how you play it. And just, one, I try and piece together, okay, how do we, how did we get to where you were at to where you could meet said people like yeah. serendipity, almost like a golly coincidence of how this happens. And I'm just like, bro, it's so dope that you were committed to the little things. Like somebody could have started jumping rope and saw Floyd. And I think it happens a lot where somebody sees the video, oh, I want to do that. And like you said, it was like repetitive. It wasn't even like you were getting any moves down. But you were finding the rhythm, you were finding the groove, you found a creative way to say, how can I stay with this even though I'm only on level one? And I just keep hitting level one over and over and over again. It was the music. To then find a way to level two where it's like, okay, I can get down, what do you call mm -hmm. them, swings? Side swings. Side, yeah. side swipes, I can get that down. And what was the back one? Uh, oh, the EB. The EB. Uh, and you start bringing these things in, right? And it's just like, Yo, on your journey, you had a lot of, it's like microcosms of it, but like determination to just keep through with the little things. I think people lose, even me, lose faith or lose sight of what, whatever the big goal is because we're looking at, yo, I'm only doing this over and over. I don't even know how long you did it, but I can only imagine if you're saying it's repetitive. It was probably like some weeks where you're just jumping, probably double jumping, and it's just regular. Like, I mean, the face might be longer, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. who could... Who could stick around with something? But I think when you're passionate about something, when you really find that that purpose, and most people, I'll even say for me, like 
who would have thought jump rope would be your passion? Like you would think it's something outlandish where you see on TV where it's like, yo, there's there there's something for everybody where it's like, yo, I'm really passionate about this. You can hear it when you're talking, and you can hear it when you ran in the bro. You can give it verbatim of the tempo that you are speaking to, bro. Like, and that was years ago. And I just think like, damn, that's a great story of just like you kept going. And by the chance of you working to where you were going, it, you just happened to run into divine intervention, the people that kind of helped you get there. But you would have never met them had you stopped. Oh, and I just think that's a great story. A thousand percent. And I would say, honestly, it's why I do share a lot more wisdom. And I try to make videos that aren't truly just focused on jump rope, fitness benefits, and tutorials. Like I try to share a lot of, I would say, the more meta and like qualitative things I've learned from jump rope. Because... Honestly, telling you the same story all over again, I had to take a semester off from college because, you know, I didn't have the money to be able to go a full four years staying there as a full-time student. It broke my heart. It sucked. And when I was at home, like I said, all of my friends, especially those ones that I said were always in just really good shape and really more athletic than me, just by nature, whatever it may be, they were all gone. So I'm at home by myself. And... Honestly speaking, like, I would say that it was truly a point where either I could just feel like ah, I'm some loser just because I couldn't continue to do what I wanted to do, which wouldn't have been true at all. It just would have been me in my own head. But to the same point, it was either choose that option or find something else to do with all of my free time. And so I think it was purely divine intervention to come across somebody who's a renowned boxer with the same first name as me by chance. It's for me, it's a family name and he just has it and he's doing jump rope. And I think this is kind of the big point that I really see in the whole journey is it was taking a chance. Like I wasn't looking at it and absolutely enamored off the rip. Like it was just, I thought it looked cool. Mm-hmm. And I honestly didn't even pick up a jump rope probably for like another couple of days. Like I think I finally decided like, oh, I, just, I really would try that. And then went downstairs and my dad had this old like, I just call it cloth rope and it wasn't even really, it probably from like the 80s. So yeah. I, I ended up having to go buy my own, but it really just came down to just like taking a chance on something that I thought might bring me some kind of happiness, mm-hmm. if minimum, if at minimum, you know, just biding time with the free time that I had to just put it towards something. And from doing it to your point of the repetition, a lot of it, I was getting lit up. Like I'm talking, you know, you try and do it. Maybe most people used to just trip it on their feet. Talk about taking slaps to the neck, oh. trying to side swipe and maybe, you know, it slaps you like right here. I know a lot of times I would maybe get hit in the face and Honestly, like even with the welts and things like that, you would wonder why would somebody want to keep going with that? And this is why I say it's, it's very more meta than I think most people see it is if you take to the jump rope point, I have seen multiple people become incredible at jump rope, people that picked it up after I'd already gotten into it and they're better than me now. I've trained my little cousin and honestly, I would say he was also on my side where, you know, he used to just be more concerned about being the bigger guy of his friend group. And he got nice at jump rope without even needing to really have some type of bodily transformation. Mm -hmm. But he still did have one in the end and he's happy about it. I ended up running into a lady at the gym and she actually had been following me for, I don't even know how long because she just came up, mom. She was like, oh my gosh, you know, you really got me into jump rope. Like I I saw your videos because I go to this crunch and you tag them. And long story short, we chatted up, had a good time. I even gave her one of the ropes that I had just because she wanted a beaded one. I guess the main point that I'm getting at is a lot of these people that I realized um, have gotten the jump rope, they were just like me where they took a chance. Now, I think the only difference is that I inspired them the same way that I was inspired by Dan and Brandon and Floyd Mayweather, but 
it really just starts with trying something, even if you don't feel this ethereal drawnness to it. Like mm -hmm. just give something a shot, and typically you can find meaning in it if you do put in the effort into the point of I think where I stand on a lot of things, faith that you know it can serve a higher purpose. Because for me, at bare minimum, I was like, this will pass my time. Arguably, I will burn calories and work out since I don't feel like driving to the gym all the time. Right. And literally, with those two things combined, I ended up finding more tricks. Obviously, social media exists, so I started looking up people on Instagram and Twitter, and it's crazy, look at Twitter, but both yeah, of them combined, never TikTok wasn't even around yet, and I'm seeing stuff where people are letting go of the rope with one hand, and they're called releases. So then I'm like, well, how do I get into releases? And from there, Things just kind of started to build, and then yeah. before you know it, I'm in San Diego going to meetups, I'm in Phoenix going to meetups, I have people around here asking me like, hey, do you want to do a class? And I would arguably say that I tell somewhat at least 30 seconds of this story every single week, if not every single month, because somebody wants to know like, how did you get into it? How did you get into it? But yeah, the big thing I see is that sometimes it is taking a chance. I think some people feel like most things are predestined in life. Mm -hmm. Or that, you know, you're going to see something and know that's for me or like that's the one. And I would honestly argue that sometimes it's the exact opposite, that you get into something and you don't know why you got into it. You just kind of just did it on a whim and it turns out to be way more essential or, you know, integral to your life than you would have ever imagined. And I feel like that's really the true beauty in a lot of it to the point of J. Cole, shout out Cole, mm -hmm. is beauty in the struggle. You know, there's, there's some things where you're going to actually have to give it a shot and you're going to fail. And where most people would say, that's not for me, you can be the one person that shows others that just because you don't get it, you know, solid on the first try, it can still be 100% for you in the future. You just have to invest and put in faith and arguably at the end of the day, just hard work and patience. So, yeah, the big thing that I was listening on that one is like, what did I want to say? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I I talk this guy. No, 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 no. I, Trust me, I will go right back with you, and I'm probably going to go on my own soliloquy. <laughs> so bear with me. Mean, say that exactly. But the the failure part that you were saying, and you were saying uh, you could do it and fail and be like, that's not it. I think we were talking about it earlier, where it's like, yo, it's even better that you did it and failed rather than not did it at all, because the analysis paralysis of just like, yo, you will be in your head so much. Prime example. Uh, there's times in the morning where I just don't want to get up. Like, I'm working on getting up at 5 every morning now. Because I feel I was, that heavy. Yeah. But there's been some mornings where I, I miss the mark. And I might wake up at 8. I might wake up at 9. Because, you know, I'm waking up whenever I wake up. And now I'm realizing that that's better for me. Like, I know my, my body knows me better. Whatever sleep I need, I'm going to get it, right? All right. She could have came. That's cool. But the, the part where you fail and it's good, failing is po I think net positive either way because you're either gonna find out you don't want to do it you're gonna go do something else or you're gonna find out I failed and I love this even though true. even though I messed up and even though it wasn't it yo what if I got this right though what if oh I only messed up on this part but I could do this and now I got it and then you get it and then it's like well what else can I do well, what's next? What's going on now? And the same way that I'm hearing you talk about jump rope, and it was like, yo, I did this, and then I, I got messed up, but now I'm doing this, and now I'm doing this, and it just starts adding on. Same thing happened with me with uh, camera work. Bro, uh, if you guys want to come on, you guys are good. Hey, man. Makes it natural. It's not like the world can't have hey. more than two people. Hey, exactly. Here at the Great Journey, everybody's welcome. 
Come on down. But <laughs> but um same way with me. So I was saying with the camera work. I didn't even imagine I was gonna get in the cameras. Or even what I think I tell my story now as is like being a storyteller. I never thought I thought I was gonna play basketball. I thought I was gonna go overseas. That was my passion, that was my dream. That was the thing I was most drawn to. I did it all through high school. I went to college and tried to do it, and then I went overseas to go on these combines and events. I played basketball overseas for a little bit, and I was like, yo, this is it. But then it took so many failures where COVID happened three times, stopped a couple contracts, stopped like three contracts. The last one, I'm about to go to Cabo, and they started shooting on the beach, the cartel. So they're like, hey, bro, uh, we're going to put this on pause until we can get our country under, you know, under wraps. And I'm like, yo, it's been like four, four tries at this. Maybe I should like just stop. Maybe I should just pump the brakes. Like, bro, I did not know. <laughs> yeah, bro. I had, I had three contracts that stopped because of COVID. The fourth one, I was about to go in January of 2021. 2022. I was about to go. 2022. And uh, December, get a call and they're like, yeah, cartel is shooting on the beach. We're going to have to cancel the season. So I'm like, Yo, is basketball really for me? So I had, to, I had to pivot. I had to figure out what was like really in it for me. What did I really want to do? And the next thing that I thought of doing was I needed motivation myself from reading books. Let me just selfishly, selfishly give them out to the world. Let me just go ahead and post them Monday through Friday for a year. And we'll just see what happens. Like, I have no clue. I have no thought of what oh, I, have a, I have an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. I would love to hear Michael, why right. you got one too, bro. All I've known is literally this. Like I've seen you just going around meeting people, really just getting a lot of wisdom out, kind of really going places that I didn't even know existed, like the InvestCon and stuff. So yeah. I'm just enjoying hearing you tell your story. Yeah. I did so, not know any of this. That's crazy, yeah. So I ended up, um, like I said, doing the quotes for a year straight. Didn't know what was going to happen. Didn't have really any clue. I just took it one step at a time. Quotes turned into Wisdom Wednesdays, where I started having people come on on Wednesdays and give their own quote of the day. Because I'm like, people were hitting me like, yo, these are inspiration, these are dope. I was like, somebody would just shoot it out there. If anybody has a quote that they want to do, go ahead. Turned into like a three-month thing where I had booked for three months, like people doing a quote on Wednesdays. Then from there, I got a shirt, turned into hoodies, blah, blah, blah. But I'm doing that in front-facing in the camera. And then we was like, yo, we should do a podcast. Uh, me, Dre, and Josh. Randomly, like, that's a whole other story, too, but, like, long story short, we was like, yeah, let's get together and do a podcast. So we was like, okay, bet. Go to InvestFest, and we're doing question of the days. I'm st that's when I first started question of the days. I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So we started doing them, and next thing you know, the Tabidi, he was like, yo, get me on your podcast. So while we were going around talking to all these people, famous people, like, people making millions of dollars and millions of dollars for other people type, we're just like, yo, if you got 30 seconds, we'd love to talk to you about this, blah, 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 blah. As we're talking to him, as we get the camera set up, we haven't even, mind you, we never shot a podcast yet, but we're out there in Atlanta saying, oh, yeah, we got a podcast. You should check us out. It looked like stuff that just pops up for you, because, you know, I follow you. Yeah. So I see you following, but it looked always like real. So that's kind of weird to think. That's yeah. actually what it so when we talked to Tabidi, he did his question of the day. At the end of it, he was like, yo, let's uh, get me on your podcast. So we was like, okay, bet. Well, we was like, we ain't really shot nothing. How are we going to really get started? We started with an iPhone 10 in 2022. <laughs> That's what we started shooting Boy, with. Yeah. So we was like, yo, we need to do a podcast. Shot on the iPhone 10. 
with uh, started doing that, blah, blah, blah. He comes to Virginia, he's in Atlanta, we fly him. Like, we're doing, I'm talking to his assistant, like, I'm a manager. I'm like, yeah, we got this hotel booked for him. We got this flight, we'll book it, have him come up. Like, the whole nine, doing some crazy stuff. Like, I don't even, I'm looking at it, I'm looking back at it now, I'm like, yo, like, these are resume builders. <laughs> That's crazy. So from there, I go and we do the podcast, it's dope. We start, obviously I'm doing the edits and stuff, right? For all our videos, because we don't have, we can't pay for our editor. I'm like, yeah. I'm learning how to do my edits. So he asked me, he's like, yo, who edits y'all's, you know, your clips? I'm like, it's me. He's like, oh, you trying to come work with me? I'm like, oh, of course, I would love to. So for this whole year, right? <laughs> so that started in January. This whole year, for about like six, seven months, I was, he had a, he acquires companies or helps companies grow. So same thing he did with Steve Harvey. He helped Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey gave him like 400,000, he turned it into like 40 million. It's some wild number, turning it into crazy. So he does that for other people too. Like, so Lou Young, if you know the funny dude, does all the skits and stuff. He's, yeah. his, he's his manager. Um, there was his portfolio, keep going. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. So he had a, he, he was working with this uh, dude named Justin, who has this dog company called Off The Leash. It's Instagram, like 20,000 followers. They just post dog stuff, mainly Frenchies and stuff, right? But they wanted to start a podcast. So he was like, yo, you can be the editor for the podcast, edit all our clips, get it out. So I'm, I built a YouTube from scratch, got it to almost monetization in, what, six months, seven months. I did all the, the clips for the podcast, did all that in seven months. But I'm learning, mind you. That I just started this. short timetable. I just really, I really started editing in November. Because we just started the podcast. It wasn't like I was editing podcast videos prior to. I was editing podcast videos because we started a podcast. This is where I say it, it seemed legit because from the outside perspective, you know, all I'm seeing is jump rope, jump rope, jump rope. And I see your joint come across and I would genuinely forget I know you Because <laughs> I guess I met you through camp. Yeah, so I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, this is wild. <laughs> that's really crazy to think about. Yeah. Also, the timetable Bro, so, such a small timetable. So that's where I'm looking at it like, I didn't even know. We bought a camera off the rip because we was like, yo, if we're going to do this, we're going to need to do it right. Let's get a camera. Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, I'm starting to work behind the scenes with the camera now. So instead of just shooting front facing, I'm like, let me just go to Big Ben, the Bell League, basketball. Let me just go shoot, see what's going on. Do that. I do some, like just random stuff. So now I can get behind the camera and kind of know what's going on. But that takes a world of its own now too because now I work with, uh, so Tabidi is Steve Harvey's chief strategist. Oh, he's up. That's tough. <laughs> to the roof. But now, my work was so good with him, or he saw the progression of what it, what I thought was good at January to what it looked like in July. Uh, Steve Harvey's entertainment lawyer, Brandon Williams, went on 85 South show. So he was like, oh, I need somebody to edit his stuff. And I'm like, and he just puts, he just hits me and was like, Yo, would you be down to edit, blah, 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 stuff? I'm like, duh, of course. Puts me in a group chat immediately. Boom. Hey, yo, this is B, this is AJ. AJ is B. I do three clips for him. So three clips. He was like, oh, yeah, I got some more work for you. So I go down to InvestFest this year, not only to do question of the day, so I'm front-facing, but I also shot a video for Brandon behind the scenes, like work. And now I went back down there two weeks ago, roughly three weeks ago. To, he had like he's he's starting to build his own brand now. So now I'm helping him build a brand. All his content, if you look at his page right now, the like interview style is like my work. I'm really about to peep. After yeah, this. I'm thinking about how we've been like 
I don't know, I would say like within the same circle, I, I think we, we talked literally not even a month ago and I had no idea about any of this. Yeah. You're just like, yeah, I've been chilling, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm working on myself, <laughs> I'm doing things, I'm just like, bro. That's like, I was like, I just jumped rope yeah. and then little did you know, I just flew out to Dallas so I could do a meet. Like that's, that's really yeah. cool. You're really humble, that's tough. I appreciate it. But at, to the same degree that you were saying, like you're hard on yourself to a point where it's like, mine might be too humble. Where if you remember at um, Relay, Cam was like, nah, bro, tell them what you really do. Because I was just going to say, yeah. yo, I just, <laughs> yo, I'm just a filmmaker. Like, and I'm cool with just telling people like, I'm a filmmaker. But I think in regards to that, don't limit yourself. Like now I'm comfortable with telling people what I do because now it's led me to, bro, I'm like about to do something hopefully crazy in the next week or two based off of me just telling my story. So even with you, like analysis paralysis, and you were saying earlier, like, yo, I don't know what to post or I don't want to do whatever, just post it. You've already, like, That's put, fair. put God in it, like, right. So I'm, we've been talking about God a lot. Yeah, but I'm big back to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put God in it. If you've seen what he's done for you already, once you have the faith to know that he's going, whatever you're trying to do next, he got you. But you, you, know, you put it in the larger context, <laughs> I'm like, I feel stupid for not already agreeing. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair, fair. So, like, imagine, like, the story you just told me is like, bro, I did this, I did this. You give it, your story sound like a celebrity moment where somebody comes up to you and is like, yo, I saw you once I clicked this, and you was like, hey, take take the shirt off my back. Take this jump rope. And Pretty here. much. And it's just like, you know? yeah, but I mean, that's how far you've gotten now, and you're still talking about analysis paralysis. Now imagine if you just said, you know what? I'm grateful for where he's brought me. I can see everything he's given me. That gives me the faith to know that when I go this way, it's only going to get better because now I know more. I know way more than what I knew back then. And imagine when people say, if I knew this when I was 20, you're 26 now, you know. Fair. Let's go. Fair. Let's go. Man, you're, I'm not going to, you're really hitting the money because I'm, Shoot, I think like starting with where you were at to the point of the failures, you're not wrong about, you know, them having a purpose. Like I would argue just for anybody that is really trying to figure, ah, can't be that he's just getting the jump rope and get lean. I promise you, like, I don't think I lost any of my weight or leaned up and got muscle uh -huh. from the tricks. I genuinely would tell you that I burned more calories messing up consistently for an hour outside, either in the sun, in the winter, even at the gym, trying mm -hmm. to nail one trick, like, you know, I obviously have an Apple Watch. I used to, I would probably say in an hour doing jump rope, burn maybe like 260 calories when I first started. But when I started messing up and I was like, I want to try to get 30 skips in a row or I would try to get 100 skips in a row or maybe one minute in a row. Mm -hmm. Every time I would hit my foot, I wouldn't try to stop and get frustrated. I would just go restart. Same with the double under. Same with when I would try to do the mic release where you see me let go yep. and spin it. The constant failures and going, just, just get back to it, just get back to it. It would turn into a whole hour of that. But then at that point, I was burning like close to 800 calories within an hour. And I think that is where I truly leaned up. And so now, you know, obviously I do, I'd probably say I burn an average of 600 to like 700 calories for anybody who's curious. I'm casually jumping rope if I'm going hard and you know really feeling myself that day mm -hmm. it can be to the upwards of the 800s but to your point I got more out of having failures repetitively and trying to find success or meaning in them 
than I did from just naturally being good off the rip. Like, I don't think I probably would have been able to, you know, get as in good shape as I have if I was just already good at it. And then to the same point of the latter half of what we were just discussing with, you know, having faith in God and things like that. Um, like I said, not trying to throw it out there, but I was a classics minor back in school. Okay. And one of the things that used to always throw me was, you know, just learning about Latin, Greek, all of these ancient languages. But to the point of Greek, their word for faith does not necessarily relate to the, you know, the God that we serve and so on and so forth, because obviously they're ancient Greeks, whatever philosophers. But yeah. the way that they explained faith was essentially whatever the Greek word is, and I can't remember it right now, the way that it translates is because in the past it has always worked, there's no reason to believe that it won't in the future. And like logically speaking, you could argue that makes sense. Like you could say, oh, well, you never know what's gonna happen in the future, but if all you have to go off of is your past, that's arguably the best place to start your you know, solid ground footing to work toward the future. So with the jump rope, when I do look at the past and see like all the mistakes that I had and you know how I was doing it when nobody even knew that I was getting in the jump rope and seeing where it got me before I even shared that, as I hit that catalyst where people told me to share, that's kind of why I decided to keep it transparent. And I would say, not saying I'm out here for clout, because I honestly, I just like sharing it because of the same way that they told me that, you know, you should share this to inspire other people the same way that we inspired you. My hope is that that can continue, whether it's someone I know or someone I don't. But in doing so, I do think that my future has arguably, well, now it's past, but the God, struggling with time in that present that is now the past, yep. the future <laughs> that I was looking forward to and didn't know what happened ended up being so much fun and it is now my past. So to the point of those jump rope meetups, um, going out to like New York and Times Square. I know I did a video where I just started to jump rope out there. People started recording me and stuff. Yeah, you know, people yeah, asking yeah. they can follow me. I went to Minneapolis. This lady wanted to throw money in my hat because it yeah. fell off my head while I was jumping rope. And like all these things are now a past story that my past self had no idea was within the future of. But it was all due to me enjoying jump rope and everything else that it brought me along the way in the past that gave me the reasoning and courage to at bare minimum say, screw it, why not keep doing it going forward and see where it goes? And at best, gave me the hope that like, I feel like this is really gonna you know, open up some cool opportunities and stories for me. And so, mm -hmm. I think you're right. Like I said, whether it's getting uh, my own jump rope or you know going somewhere else and having my own meal, personally speaking, I think just because there's not a lot of people here in Richmond, I really wanna do like all gay type meetup Let's day. Let's do it, come well, on. Yeah, whatever's going on. Network. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you, that just kind of crossed my mind. That's, that's very fair. Come on. Because I did enjoy coming out to your way. Everyone just chatting and hanging. Bro, I'll, I'll help you. Like, I have the ropes. I just never really got a chance to... You got enough ropes for people? I essentially, this past summer, had done something for the city of Richmond. They yeah. kind of did this thing where... I wouldn't really call it a back-to-school type of event, but they did this event where they wanted to have, you know, the whole area of... I want to say it was Hope Village. Can't remember where it was exactly, but... Bottom line is they wanted to have everybody in the city that, you know, is really within the projects and the more inner city subsidized housing areas to get more active, get healthy and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So I had a lady reach out to me to the point of God. I'd actually done a um, little booth at my church building journey because, you know, they just wanted to have something for the like heart and health month. So set myself up, did a little jump rope in the fellowship hall. This lady took one of my flyers. She reached out to me. And so they were like, we want you to come out here and set up this jump rope meetup. So I essentially was out there for, I want to say like four hours or something like that. But I really just worked out out there all day because, you know, if nobody was coming up to the table, I would just jump rope, have my little speaker playing. And 
from doing that. A whole bunch of people, you know, would come up, learn a little tricks. I had a teacher, a couple kids, but I bought a bunch of ropes so that way, you know, I had stuff to give away. You know, if you wanted to buy one, I guess. But like I said, I don't know. Like, I'm just not money driven. Yeah. So I was like, I can just help other people get into it. I know how difficult it is to find a beaded jump rope in itself. Like I had to buy mine online. Right. I was like, I just have some here. People can try it out, and if they like it enough, and it's honestly funny, because like when I bet you had it, they would be like, "You sure? You you trying to mess with me? Like you trying to give me the style? Like, I'm so serious. I bought these because I already have these. Go ahead and take them." And so now I probably say I still have about like eight to ten ropes left outside of probably the six that I have. Let's do it. No, I was like, get something going. Yeah, we'll make it happen. That's what's up. That's what's up. I like it. All right, wrapping this up. Love the journey. I love where you where you've been. Do you have a plan on where you're going? I'm gonna keep it honest with you, man. I've been working on that a lot more. I think living life by faith is always great, and I think that's kind of just why I do wing a lot of things. I just feel like it will all work out. Mm -hmm. But right at the you. same time, to the point of you know what we had talked about earlier as well, sometimes preparation can help you know really ferment the faith that you already have because you can always have faith things will work out mm -hmm. but the second that the opportunity presents itself from the faith that you had and what you wanted in the future comes if you're not prepared you can still achieve what you were after but imagine if you were prepared how much more you could actually achieve so i'm working on actually being a little bit more intentional i know in terms of the jump rope like I said, I don't really have any like monetary goals with it. I think I just want to be able to reach as many people as possible, really personally be consistent in sharing videos and posts because I understand that some people just want to see new things while others don't have the time to backlog years and years of videos. Right. So I want to try and be more intentional with having everybody be able to find stuff that they can not only get into as a beginner, but also if they want to learn cool tricks. And then I'd probably say outside of that, just like really kind of share like my soul, my energy, quote unquote, as people say these days, through jump rope. Because the way I do see it, like I said, you have a beginning and an end. Everything in between is up in the air. Like you, you don't really know what you can do with it. But if you go watch the videos that I do, think about how it can go from this to spinnies to jump and spin in the air, but it still has a beginning and an end. It's just what you do with the middle is really up to you. Like everybody's going to have a beginning and end in life, but what you're gonna make of that journey is truly up to you. So the same kind of vibe is kind of where I think I get a lot of that creativity and jump rope because there's no really wrong way to do it. You see some people where they'll just purely rap all day. They never even jump over the rope, but maybe once. And it still looks incredible to watch and it's still incredible to try and figure out. So I think if I can just continue to do jump rope, expand into different facets and styles that you know really inspire me when I just watch people's videos on social media, because that's really how I got good, it was just being inspired, slow mowing what everybody's doing when I screen recorded, and then even like reaching out, trying to DM some people, ended up getting numbers, calling, FaceTiming people, but really kind of emulating the same thing that I do to get better, to get other people to realize this is how they can get better, not even just with jump rope, but like in life. Because if you do that with anything, if you want to cook, you start screen recording how people cook or good recipes, and then maybe you DM them every once in a while, I'll add some spice to this. That's literally how you end up building the network like you were just talking about and also really just building a toolkit of whatever you have a passion for. So, I don't know, man. Like I said, I would say I'm unintentionally, intentionally trying to find out where this is going to take me. So, I love you. Yeah. I appreciate you coming, bro. This has been a good one. I appreciate knowing cool. you, man. This has been cool to be on here from yeah. watching on TikTok enough and yeah. Insta. So, I appreciate it. I feel, yeah, it feel goofy. Hey.
Stay goofy. <laughs> hey, if you're still here to the end, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, all those fancy stuff. And even if you don't, I'd like to say thank you to those that actually like, comment, and subscribe. It means a lot to us and the world. Uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Until that next one comes, check one of these videos that are up here. So Where do you put thumbnails? I don't know. Somewhere. I don't know. Okay. That's why I just started pointing. I want to start doing that in video.